Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. A wicked Wednesday has uh, begun as we pick up the pieces of following a wild Wednesday night. And we say wild, we're talking wilder than Motley Crue's tour bus on the Shot at the Devil uh, tour as uh, the National Basketball Association has two games uh, tonight, a game seven and a game two, and they're both two-point games. They both end in very strange uh, ways, and we start off with the Miami Heat as the Miami Heat remain undefeated in postseason play in the bubble, now 6-0, and and the Milwaukee Bucks find themselves in the same position the Toronto Raptors uh, do, down 2 nothing. First time since 1981, the top two uh, seeds are both down two games to none. And only 7% of the time, teams down two games to none in NBA playoff history have come back to win the series. The Raptors and the Bucks have some work to do. Uh, the question is, uh, should that game have gone to overtime? We're going to get into that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Houston Rockets survived over the Oklahoma City Thunder. 104-102 was uh, the final score in a crazy back-and-forth uh, basketball uh, game. Uh, that had, uh, I don't know, man, more twists and turns than a freaking roller coaster, all right? Uh, but when it's all said and done, the Houston uh, Rockets will get the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, the party's just getting started. It might not be college uh, basketball. This isn't uh, March Madness, but I tell you what, it certainly has a tournament feel uh, to it, doesn't it? You know, as you're eliminated from the bubble, it's like you're eliminated uh, from the tournament. And let's, you know, we can't call it March Madness, so let's call it uh, August uh, Apocalypse. How's that? It's the August apocalypse. Nah, they probably wouldn't go for that. It's probably a little bit too hardcore. Speaking of hardcore, we got a game seven. You know, they say the two coolest words in sports are game seven. I think Moneyline wins might be better. I think sports rage uh, might be better. But uh, nothing tops game seven in hockey. Game seven in basketball is cool. Game seven in hockey in the NHL is just another level. And we've got a game seven. Uh, coming up as the uh, Colorado Avalanche have uh, rallied back. Uh, ironically enough, with a third-string goaltender. Craziness. Speaking of craziness, Cam Stewart's going to step up and in. We're talking tour championship. Ben Moore, Ian Cameron, Fabano. Sports Rage Late Night has begun. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Friday Night Freak Show has uh, begun as uh, the collapse continues. The Milwaukee Bucks find themselves down three games to none. The Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat Show continues. The Houston Rockets step up and punch the Los Angeles Lakers in the mouth uh, this evening. We had a couple of game sevens that were both dramatic in their own way. Dallas and Colorado go back and forth, throw it down, a high-scoring affair, 5-4, and it's all said and done. The Dallas Stars survive and advance to the Western Conference Finals where they will play the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights finally solved Thatcher Demko. It took a while, but they finally uh, broke through, beat him a couple of times, got the empty netters, and it's all over. But the crying for the Vancouver Canucks, an epic uh, postseason run for a uh, young and -and up-and-coming Vancouver Canuck uh, hockey club. We got another Game 7 on tap. The New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers will break that uh, game down. We got a ton of stuff uh, to break down. We got the Toronto Raptors. And the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors were given a lifeline with OG's buzzer beater, but they're still down two games to one. They're still in an absolutely positively have to win uh, situation on Saturday evening. We break it out. Big man on campus will step up and in on the Friday night uh, freak show of the Los Angeles Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. Although, you know, really, does anybody even care about that at this point in time? Although, although I do believe. The Denver Nuggets will be better in game two. They don't have a hope in hell of winning the series. All right. Uh, They don't have a hope in hell of winning the series, but I think they're going to be better in game two. And uh, maybe, just maybe, they could cover the uh, the point spread. And I say, you know, maybe. And just uh, maybe. Speaking of point spreads, college football uh, is back. So we're going to break down the college football uh, point spreads with big men on campus uh, this evening. There was a, a record 20 games, Major League uh, Baseball. A million double headers will get uh, caught up as this stuff's getting real right now, actually. The standings are starting to count a little bit, even though uh, basically everybody makes the playoffs uh, in the Major League uh, Baseball uh, world uh, right now. And we got UFC picks uh, to throw down. And, of course, the countdown is on. 
We're actually less than a week away from the start of the National Football League regular season. Uh, It doesn't, you know, oh, yeah, it's a Kentucky Derby, too. (laughs) It's like worlds are colliding, man. Uh, Worlds are colliding. It's like George Costanza, all right? Worlds are colliding. Normally, you know, you're not talking about Game 7s in a Stanley Cup uh, playoffs while you're breaking down a Kentucky Derby. Normally, you're not breaking down a Kentucky Derby and um, talking about uh, Week 1 of the National uh, Football League. Hell, the Masters is around the corner. Like, what? <laughs> like, really? Say, it was, say it come again? Yeah, yeah, 2020, baby. 2020, but 2020 has been pretty insane uh, already, and it seems like uh, business is starting to pick up. Very, very uh, dramatic couple of days in the uh, this the the bubble in Orlando and in the hubs uh, in Toronto and in uh, Edmonton, and it's amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Uh, legendary performance put on by uh, by Demko of the Vancouver Canucks in a losing effort. You know, Vancouver had their opportunities, and Demko gave them many opportunities to win uh, this hockey game. End this series, uh, but you got to shoot the puck at the freaking net, all right? And Vancouver just didn't do that. You know, they had numerous power play opportunities uh, where they could seize the moment and really take control. They didn't do it. And give credit to Las Vegas. A lot of teams would get frustrated. They they did, uh, but they fought through. And, man, you got to give credit to this Vegas organization. Although Gary Bettman set them up for success. Like, if you're wondering, and like, really? Like, they really are the most successful expansion franchise in, like, any sport ever. Uh, You know, like, really, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're back to the Conference uh, Finals uh, right now. They're running a strong uh, operation in Sin City. You've got to tip your cap uh, to them. And, you know, they probably beat uh, the Dallas Stars. As we see, the Dallas Stars are pretty undisciplined, and... You know, for my money, I'd rather a team that could win a 2 nothing game, that could win a one nothing game, than a team that's sort of relying on winning a 5-4 game. And that's the world that the Dallas Stars are living in. So we got a ton of playoff action uh, to break down, college football uh, to break down. And, of course, uh, the countdown is on. The Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics will uh, restart the, uh, the NBA party, the bubble uh, party, uh, that is. And, you know, Boston's been the better team in the series, uh, but they haven't been, like, the dominant uh, team in the series. And it's amazing how quickly things can change. I've talked about this a million times, all right? Basketball takes are the worst takes of them all, all right? Basketball takes are the worst takes of them all. You know, before the Houston uh, game uh, tonight, basically... The Houston Rockets are screwed. Microball won't work against the Los Angeles Lakers. They might get swept. They're going to get beat down. Westbrook sucks. Um, the Lakers are going to kill them. And, you know, fast forward a couple hours, and basically Twitter is blowing up that the supporting cast of the Los Angeles Lakers sucks. Yeah, because, yeah, it's just it's a new roster, right, people? It's a new roster. Like, people are on and off. the Like, I, I got to believe, like, hospitals just aren't full with COVID patients. They're full uh, of jackasses with uh, broken ankles that are uh, broken their ankles, jumping on and off uh, bandwagons. Because that's, uh, that's what we have. That's the world that we live in uh, right now. Everybody lives in a, in a, in a, in a, a tweet-out-of-time world. And what they tweeted out a couple of hours ago, well, hey, that doesn't matter. That was dead. 
uh, this is now, God forbid, actually, what they said like a week ago or a couple of days ago or even a couple of months ago. Um, there's a lot of, let's, let's say, changing takes uh, out there. And, you know, you're going to see how, you know, people are going to be, oh, you know, I told you the Houston Rockets don't have a chance once the Lakers uh, get back on track uh, in this series. Although, I'll tell you what, the Houston Rockets match up well with the Los Angeles Lakers. And something, it really is amazing. 2020 really is bizarre world. The world really is upside down. The Houston Rockets have the best defense in the bubble. All right? They've got the best defense in a the bubble. They're playing great D. They're not getting out-rebounded. The rebounding battle was, was equal. They're not getting uh, out-rebounded. And you know what? We got a series. They're not the Portland Trailblazers either. The Portland Trailblazers are good, but Damian Lillard got hurt. They were out of gas. C.J. McCollum's good, but not great. You look, you got a motivated and an angry Russell Westbrook, and I don't know who Westbrook keeps yelling at all the time in there. I got a couple of questions about the bubble tonight. I Like, number one, like, who the hell is Westbrook talking to all the time? <laughs> it's like, is Westbrook like yelling at the TV crew? Is he yelling at the families? Or is he like uh, J.J. Adande, who's uh, upset that the players' kids aren't paying attention? Like, literally, favorably, like, J.J. Adande is, is upset that, you know, that kids of the players who are inside the bubble aren't taking an opportunity to pay attention if they're all playing, like, video games and stuff. They're babies. <laughs> I got to tell you, I've ripped a lot of people before. I've never ripped, like, babies, all right? I'm not a fan of a crying baby on a plane, <laughs> but... I'm not going to get mad at a baby for not uh, standing up and applauding a uh, slam dunk, you know? Oh, hey, JJ, I don't know if you're aware, but they're babies, bro. They don't know what the hell's going on, bro. Like, like, really? You're ripping babies. But I got a lot of questions about this uh, bubble, actually, and masks uh, in the bubble and uh, a couple of other things. Uh, we're going to break it down. Big man on campus is going to step up and in. We'll get some AFL uh, picks in the late night hours uh, here from the Aussie uh, D-Gen. We're going to run the table. we got college uh, football uh, to break uh, down. Yet, uh, for me, I'm all abuzz right now over these, you know, the, the NBA and the NHL has just been awesome. And it's been so good that even though Hasn't been the most profitable 24 to 48 hours or so. It's sort of been hit or miss. We've been hitting some games. We've been missing on some others. You know, we're going to get on track. Uh, we got a monster game uh, between the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. Series on the line. I'll tell you what. Whoever wins the game tomorrow wins that series. Boston wins. They're up 3-1. They're winning the series. Toronto ties it. They tied it, too. They're winning the series. Portraits late night break it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageahol. <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night. I am Morenci. Vent your rage. Friday night uh, freak show. A lot of stuff uh, to rage uh, about if you're a Milwaukee Buck fan. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are no Milwaukee Buck fans. Um, like who's a Milwaukee Buck fan? Like I, I used to Milwaukee Buck fan is uh, a Green Bay Packer fan in the off season that sort of pays attention and stuff like that. Like, like if Giannis isn't there, will there be any Buck fans? And I, and I know there's Buck fans. I'm just, you know, I know there is, but you ever notice like online, like, you know what I mean? Like you see you like Laker fans. So there's a ton of them online. Like, you know, when the Raptors are playing, you know, you see the stupid hashtag we the North like 10 million times. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's, you know, when teams play, like you, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, here come their fan base and stuff. But when the Bucks play, like there's no Buck fans. It's just people sort of mocking the Bucks. Um, it, it really is. People like big man on campus <laughs> who steps up and in. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to get to uh, this evening. We've got NBA basketball, college uh, football. NFL football, NFL starts in six days, guys. And uh, the Chicago Bears announced that Mitch uh, Trubisky uh, will be the starting quarterback uh, for the Bears in week one against the Detroit Lions in a football game that I actually like the Detroit Lions in, uh, incidentally. Big man on campus. What's going on, big man? How are you, Gabe? You're going all right, uh, big man. It's been a wild day uh, and a wild week of, of sports. Uh, games, uh, buzzer beaters, and 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 uh, it's been a real roller coaster. I don't even know where to start, but this will, let's start off with Miami and Milwaukee, in which, listen, you know, you were all over the Miami Heat coming into this uh, series, and not a lot of people like Milwaukee, yet Miami is actually living up to the hype, and, you know, it's over. I mean, it's three three games to none right now. They've just broken the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Will. We've seen this. Uh, we've seen this from the Bucks uh, before. Last year, they had a two-nothing series lead on the Raptors, and then they lost four consecutive games. I know you've, you know, you you talked a lot about Brett Brown, and you wanted him fired, but yeah, I I don't know if it's the players, but you know, Budenholzer's not helping. I'll tell you that much. Like, like this guy, like I don't know how many years in a row you can just get bounced in the playoffs like this, and I don't know. Like, in what world is he only playing Giannis like 34, 35 minutes a game, big man? It's like, bro, like you've got one of the best players in the league. You better use him. And they you know, just they've completely fallen apart. And, you know, this series is over. I think Miami are going to sweep them. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, look, Mike 
if you can get out coached um, worse than Brett Brown did last year against the Celtics or even the Toronto Raptors, I didn't think that was possible. But I mean, Mike Bullnoser has been horrific. I mean, I, I don't. You, you just made a great point, and Mike continued to kind of die on that sword uh, in the press conference after the game talking about how we can't have him play past 35 minutes. It's a must-win game. You have to have it. What What are you talking about? It's game three I mean, there's no in game. the second round, yeah. bro. Yeah. This is in February. I, I mean, I, there's not 84 games after left. You, <laughs> yeah, after you were off for five months. I mean, what are you talking about? And, and that's the sole reason when this season is over, Giannis Antetokounmpo will go and leave Milwaukee, and Milwaukee will go back to being a cellar dweller. And no one will care about Miami, and they'll have that big new stadium, and no one will care about it. Uh, this is really disastrous. I, they've been horrific. They just look lost. I mean, offensively, they've been terrible. I, I had the over in this game tonight, and i got to be honest. Uh, if I just had a modicum of success a little bit, just give me 20 points uh, in the fourth quarter – I likely hit that game. I mean, it's just brutal. What is going on with the Bucks? And why is Marvin Williams playing 22 minutes in a game you have to have? Why is Dante? He's, one, mean, of their, he's one of their better players. That's what. That's the problem. Like you just spelled out. You True. want to talk about like that? It's sort of like Philadelphia. You got to look at the general manager here. And I swear, I called it every time, big man. Every time. I'm like, man, you just paid Middleton big money, but he's not like he's not a two guy even, right? He's okay, but he's not a guy. It's not like oh, he's a star. And you know, the the, the wrong money, bro. They let Brogdon go. They gave uh, Bledsoe money. They give Middleton max money. They give Lopez big money. Yeah. They pay like the wrong people. Um, and I got to be honest, like, yeah, the kid from Villanova, and and the kid from Notre Dame, like. These guys are lucky to be in the NBA, bro. Like, as if they could be playing this much, like, in this high level of basketball. I mean, uh, it's, they uh, remind like, me. It's, 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 it's quick, pathetic, bro. They remind me a lot of the Sixers and how they're shaped. I mean, bad contracts to guys that you really shouldn't be getting them. You have guys in the playoffs that just kind of fold. Uh, they have been the most overrated team over the last two seasons. I've seen it sometime in the NBA. I mean, every year we hear about how good the Bucks are, and they're going to run through the playoffs. I mean, I don't the know NBA if favorites. Know I know you know. They were the NBA favorites. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, not it's like not it's like in they, our head. It, no, no, they were plus 260. They were more favored than the Lakers, the Clippers, I mean, the Raptors, you, the Rockets, everybody. If you bet that, and I mean this. If you bet that, you should find another hobby and do something else because this isn't for you. Uh, unless look, you're a Bucks Gabe, fan. Also, you're right. You're right. Unless, bro. Unless. But like who's a Bucks a, fan? I, Seriously, <laughs> who's a Bucks fan? No one. You're either a Bulls fan or nothing. Okay, in that area, G- give me a break. Also, you're right. There's more it, Wisconsin Badger like basketball played... fans. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And it's not, Gabe, it's not like they played good in the bubble at all. I mean, this team's been horrible defensively in the bubble. I mean, well, they've the given lack of People said, oh, well, they're affected because, you know, the Milwaukee and it happened in Kenosha, et cetera. Dude, they lost to the Nets as 19-and-a-half-point favorites long before that happened. Like, you're exactly. right. Ever since they, they, the entire bubble, they've been bad. They've been disinterested. And they don't talk. They're not on the same page. You see, when they go to the huddle, the Greek freak sitting there by himself. He's frustrated. They're poorly Middleton, coached. They're poorly yeah, coached. But, but, yeah. He never adjusts anything. He's got the same rotation, like you said. Well, we're not going to change what we do. 
well, what you're doing is not working. <laughs> it's not working, bro. It's not the regular season. You're not beating the crap out of the Atlanta Hawks or the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, big man, right? That's the thing with these teams. It's all easy when you're playing a crap team, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, you look at even against the Magic. I mean, were you ever really that sold on them in any game? I mean, I didn't think they played particularly well in any of the games. They just, you know, the, the Magic just didn't have very much talent. They didn't have Aaron Gordon. They didn't have Jonathan Isaac. They just didn't have a whole lot of talent, and they played hard. And, you know, it's kind of disgraceful that – you can get a team like the Magic to play hard, but you can't get this team to play hard. Uh, they have been the most overrated team in the NBA uh, in the last couple of seasons, and they're going to have to take a good, hard, long look in the mirror because this is embarrassing. But I'll tell you right now, and I'll continue well, to say this, the Miami, Heat yeah, are the, the Miami Heat are the best team in the NBA. I'm telling you, they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think well, they're going like to go the to the Heat Finals. the Clippers are the best. Yeah, it looks like right now, if, yeah. you're, if we're doing a power ranking, definitely Miami are the best team in the East. Clippers, best team in the West. They they seem to be on a collision course. But just quickly about the Bucs moving forward, you know, Giannis went from years ago. I remember when he was a kid, they did a feature on him on 60 Minutes when they were building that new arena. And they said, oh, a lot of people, like, wonder, will you stay here? And he goes, look at the, the arena they built. He goes, this is my arena. He goes, I would never leave here. He goes, I don't need, you know, to live in a big city and stuff. And I do believe that about him, that part. Then, you know, it went from never to I don't want to talk about it to <laughs> to yeah. like where we're at right now, where there's definitely been a change uh, here. I'm not sold he's going to bolt. Like he might feel some sort of, you know, he might feel some sort of loyalty to, to the city of Milwaukee and the Milwaukee Bucks. But I know there's been a few reports out of the bubble that basically that there's a belief that, yeah, he's going to leave and it's down to two teams. And it's the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors. And the Toronto Raptors connection, if you people don't, if you're wondering, oh, he's not going to Toronto. Messiah Jerry got uh, Giannis's family Greek citizenship. He helped, like, them immigrate. Like, they're that close. Messiah is, like, Giannis's mentor and stuff. Um, and, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a massive Greek population in the city of Toronto. Um, he loves Maasai. Um, uh, you see Akam's from Cameroon. Sergi Baca's from Congo. Um, like, it's like an African, you know, they, it's like a, a bunch of guys from different African countries coming together in the NBA. There's something special to that for these guys. There's a lot there, and there's also a lot there to Pat Riley's about to do it again, big man. Pat Riley looks like he's about to take the NBA over again because look at these young studs. I know you loved them coming out of college, man. Tyler Hero's a baller, bro. This kid's got ice in his vein. Like, you know, you can just tell when a kid belongs. He belongs. Like, D2, D. Vincenzo, it's like, kid, hit the pine, bro, all right? You, 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 you're in over your head here. Like, you're in <laughs> over your head. Tyler Hero belongs. You know, not just the three-point yeah. shots that pass the other game, the alley-oop, the, just the badass, the attitude. He's not a kid already. They just, you know, Bam is a badass. Jimmy Butler's a badass. Bolster's a great coach. There's a lot to like about these guys. Uh, but then, you know, you got the market and you got Pat Riley. But, yeah, that's the word out of, like, the bubble is that Miami are sort of, like, because they're all there, guys. It's unique. It's, it's impossible not oh. to tamper. They're all in the hotel together, and they're all hanging, so everyone's talking. And everyone's like, yeah, Miami's the new it thing again. 
that people want to go to Miami right now and join Jimmy Butler. Uh, we'll hit this on the other side, but they're going to be good for years to come, big man. Yeah, they are. And I, look, Toronto's interesting. I definitely want to talk about this on the other side. We have to understand, uh, Giannis has a, a child now, a wife. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, he didn't have that. So there's a lot more to think about. But yeah, I'd love to talk about the, the kicking around of the, the Raptors on the other side. For sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely hit this Raptors-Celtics uh, game. Raptors still in trouble, man. The governor called, but they're still uh, they're still on death row. Our trade late night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Uh, shout out to the pit, Midtown Manhattan. Shout out to our boy, uh, Ventra Gucci, uh, in the house. We got to get him on. Uh, I know that Jimmy G's his guy. <laughs> Jimmy G is his guy. San Francisco, I'm kind of torn on the San Francisco 49ers uh, this year. Uh, we'll get big man's uh, take on that, but we're just talking basketball uh, right now. Show's flying by as it always does. So let's let's let, let's uh, rewind a little bit. We we did a pretty good uh, um, you know, breakdown in Milwaukee situation and uh, and Miami. So let's get into Toronto right now. And I know just a lot of people think because Toronto aren't known for getting free agents, really, right? But that's the thing. The Greek freak. Toronto is a very um, culturally diverse city. And in fact, um, it's the most culturally diverse, uh, along with Miami. But Miami's kind of like, people go, oh, there's more people from more different countries in Miami than anywhere in North America. Yeah, big man. But they all, they're all the same. It's the same thing. Like, they're all, they all speak Spanish. So it's not like the gods is big multicultural. Yeah, but they all speak the same language. Uh, but Toronto... You know, there's a there's like 800,000 Italians. There's a massive Greek town. Like, it's very culturally diverse. So that's why Messiah Jerry is so popular. He loves it in Toronto. Sergi Baca says he's going to live there after, like, even when he's not on the Raptors. International players like Canada. More so than, like, an American guy like Vince Carter that I, I, I want to be on a billboard, a Nike deal, and you know what I mean? International guys, it's the same thing in hockey, big men. Canadian hockey teams sort of have to target European free agents because Europeans like Canada because it reminds them of home more so. So it's it's unique. So they really are in the running. Uh, they're legitimately in the running. Like I'm telling you, it's a small list. He either stays in Milwaukee or goes to Toronto. But now, like I was saying, Miami are in the mix. And Pat Riley's done this before, bro. He built an empire with the Lakers. He built the thing with Miami multiple times. The guy won, like, with, with Shaq and with Wade. Then he did it with LeBron and the big three again. And he's poised to do it again, big man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Milwaukee tries to get people to come there. You know, I've heard kind of rumblings. Maybe 
they look to go after Chris Paul or someone like that. But yeah, you know, when you talk about Toronto, it really seems like a match made in heaven for, for Giannis. As I was saying before the break, I mean, Giannis is at a little different point in his life now. You know, a couple of years ago when he made those comments about Milwaukee, uh, you know, he didn't have a kid. He didn't have a wife. You know, he's, he's kind of growing up and, and becoming a family man now. But you look at the Raptors. We, we, we obviously know Siakam, Cameroonian, you know, Serge Ibaka from Congo. Um, you know, Ananobi's Nigerian, uh, Masai Ujiri's Nigerian. So, you know, it, it's, it's really, I think, kind of for Giannis, a, a great place to go. We obviously know Giannis is, uh, is Nigerian. He's from Greece, though. I, I think it'd be a perfect place, and he obviously has some interest in going there. It's just going to be interesting to see what the Milwaukee Bucks do, because they're not going to let him just walk. Uh, they're going to try to make a stand and surround him with, with some good players, and they're going to have to. This is a huge offseason for them. The Philadelphia 76ers and the M- Milwaukee Bucks have – I mean, the Bucks have the biggest offseason. Sixers do as well, Dude, the but Bucks the Bucks turn need into the to Cavs. surround him with players. Like, they could quickly turn into yeah, sort of the Cavs without LeBron, where, like you sure. said, it's not a place yeah. where people want to go live. Like, if you're an NBA player, oh yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's all white, it's cold, there's snow. Like, at least Toronto, hey, Gabe, like, there's, in Toronto, it's like I said, it's the difference, right? Like, in the old days, that was the rep with Toronto, too. It's like, man, there's hockey on TV all the time, it's cold. But once they get there... They're like, oh, man, there's a lot of hot Jamaican chicks here. And, oh, there's, like, multicultural. And, oh, the cops don't pull me over here all the time like they do um, in Utah, right? Like, it's different. And then they start to love it. Like, you know, look, dude, like, you know, Drake out of Toronto. LeBron spends a couple of weeks in Toronto. And every summer he goes, there's a big, uh, it's called the the Caribbean Festival, uh, the Carafet. Like, he goes all the time. It's just different. Like, they, it's a different scene. They actually like it more now than they used to. Toronto has changed as well. It's more multicultural. Because it I'm is not... true. People hated T-Mac in the old days in Toronto. Because he said, nothing against Toronto, man. But he goes, I come home after a game. And he goes, I turn on my TV. He goes, all I get is hockey and curling uh, on TV all the time. He goes, can't even get damn NBA highlights. People are all mad and offended. I'm like, he's not lying, guys. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like NBA is on all the time, but it's it's gotten better. Like in the old days, it, it, like the Raptors are more desirable to play for now uh, than than it's kind of a hip scene now. And another thing is, you know, big man, who wouldn't want to play for Masai Ujiri, bro? The guy's cool as hell. You know what I mean? And they're a first class organization. No, you're totally right. And you look at out of all the NBA cities, I'm not sure there's a desirable place I'd like to live less than Milwaukee. I'm seriously. I mean, think about the league. Um, you know, at least in like Salt Lake City, it's beautiful. And, you know, it's kind of like that snow spot where you can they ski got the mountains. and things like that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, what what is what the hell does Milwaukee have? I mean, I guess maybe mini you know, the 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 Minnesota, that might be a tough place to live. But I mean uh, I could honestly know, make a case I, Milwaukee. I don't Milwaukee want to offend our worst. Milwaukee affiliates. They're tuning in right now, but it's one of those deals, you know what the best thing about wow. Milwaukee is? It's close to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I mean, they got, you know, decent food from what I understand. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to offend anyone from Milwaukee people, either. People, but, in, the chat, I mean, I people you, in the chat are saying, all right, they're like Cleveland. They're saying Detroit's worse. No way in hell. Detroit's a great city, guys. No. I've been in Detroit many times. Uh, Detroit, cool. Detroit is nice. Yeah. People, like, think Detroit is like, it's, guys, like, I don't know, like, people just think of reputations. Detroit, Cleveland. Cleveland is a great city. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, great yeah. downtown, bar scene and stuff like that. Like, you know, is it the, worse the weather all. great? No. Yeah, but um, the most desirable team to play in the NBA is Miami. 
Phoenix is another one. NBA players like Phoenix. They like the warm weather, and they like the no taxes. <laughs> Let's just be real. Texas, you know what I mean? Florida, there's a, there's, there's a pattern. I think that's... All right, so, go on, big man. Real quick, I, I think that's the one concern of your Giannis Tenacuba. I mean, the tax rate is definitely higher in Toronto than it is in the States. So, uh, yes. you know, that, yes. that is... There's no lying about but, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, creative accounting, right? Set up, uh, you know, set up. Uh, there's, 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 there's ways point. around it. Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, not really a resident of Canada, so there's always, there's always like ingenious ways. It's like New York Met players always sign their contract in Florida, right? Like purposely, they don't sign it in the state of New York. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing for the Mets, but I did a business deal in the state of Florida. I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like my contract is signed in the state of Florida. So therefore, I'm privy to Florida rules. It was it was very slick. I think Jacob DeGrom was the guy that came up with it, and it actually worked. And uh, people have done it before. It's a big problem, big man, because it, let's say like it happens in hockey all the time. So like the Toronto Maple Leafs want to give like a star guy from Canada max money. They're like, dude, we'll pay you the max money of the league, thirteen million a year. And he's like, yeah, that's good, but I get $13 million a year from the Dallas Stars, and I don't pay tax. Big difference, you know what I mean? So they have to come up with creative ways, what they can't do, which is illegal, like by the, the CBA. Like So basically they're like, well, we'll get you a sponsor deal. So it is challenging. Don't kid yourself. It is, it is a good point. Um, but, you know, some guys, big man, when you got 312 mil, does it really matter if you got 312 or 306? <laughs> oh, I got screwed for six no. mil in the four years I was there. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? At that point. So, unbelievable play by Kemba Walker. What a pass. The guy's a stud. He's been doing this stuff since the UConn days. The step back, uh, you know, jumpers. But the pass, the way he milked the clock. Got everyone to come to him. Siakam's having a horrible series. Siakam abandons his post, leaves Dice wide open, 0.5. I literally nearly threw up. And you know I love the Raptors. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, this is the way we're going out? <laughs> like, like, this is it with zero Paul Oh, God. And they're like, oh, there's still time for a shot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Even if we get a shot off, none of these guys are going to hit it. Can't hit anything. As if we're hitting this. And it was one of those miracle plays in sports, big man. How about that pass? Kyle Lowry, 50 feet. <laughs> he threw it 50 feet over the air, 17 yards, like a pass, a football pass, over everybody. And OG Ananobi hits the three, and the Raptors have life, big man. What a crazy sequence, bro. Yeah, needed it bad. And it's probably not the, necessarily the guy you wanted to shoot, you know, even though, you know, Van Fleet and, and Lowry haven't shot the ball real well. But, yeah, it ended up going in, and they needed it. Listen, for, for the Toronto Raptors, they need to get out in transition, okay? And, look, I get it. This is why Nick Nurse is an elite coach, because people like Mike Boldenhoser and uh, Brett Brown wouldn't be able to do these kind of adjustments. But Nick Nurse is well aware that, when you attack the Celtics in transition, uh, you are going to do good things, and they did do yeah. good things, and they were able to find a way to win. They need Stevens to get out is doing a, a good job more. of blocking them. They are. They're attacking early. They're doing a good job. Like, it's been a real chess match. Stevens is coaching his ass off in this series, big man. I've criticized Please him in the past. Too. He's done a great job, but what do you think? Teddy Covers said last night to me, oh, the Raptors are done. I was lucky. They're going to probably lose the next two games. I don't think so. 
like law of averages, Van Fleet and Lowry are going to hit shots. Lowry's playing, balling out. Uh, Siakam's the problem, big man. Siakam's got to be better, man. Like, he can't take these, like, I can go on about him. He's got to be better. But don't write the Raptors off, bro. They win this game tomorrow, which they're very capable of doing. Next thing you know, it's 2-2, and they have their swag back. I think the Raptors win tomorrow. Yeah, I, look, I mean, th- th- this was a, I mean, this is a close game the entire fourth quarter. I'm not, uh, I mean, no offense, but I'm not sure what Teddy Covers was watching. Uh, you know, th- there was a yeah, close game. The other game, game, game was 102.99. The, the game before that, it was 102.99. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was a three-point game. It was close. The other game, you know, last night or two nights ago, was was close. And they didn't play well in game one. They got ran out of the gym. Uh, it was just one of those outlier games, but. Look, I like Toronto. I thought Boston would have some success in this series because they could shoot the basketball. And that's why, for me, I don't necessarily want to pick a winner here, but this this series in three games has trended under. All three games went under. I actually kind of like the over a little bit tomorrow. I think the Raptors need to get out and transition a little bit more. I think the Celtics will be better from three. Um, I, I just think we're seeing this go a little low. I mean, you can get 213 and a half out there right now. I think it's getting just a little low. It'll be close, and it'll be a game where you have to sit on the edge of your seat. But, you know, I, I like some of the adjustments Nick made, and, and I think these guys will shoot the ball better. They haven't shot well. You know that. Van Fleet hasn't shot well. Exactly. Giacom hasn't played well. They need to get the job done. They need to stop screwing around. They need this tomorrow. Uh, I think um, – I think they play a lot better, and I would actually lean taking the Raptors. Look, I thought they were the team, and I thought the series would go seven games, and I, th- I think we're headed there. I think Toronto gets back on. They win tomorrow. They tie the series, and we keep going as the world turns. I'll take Raptors, and I'll take the over. Yeah, I, I like where you're going with the – I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring as well than it has been. You know, the plan was – a great call by you about getting in transition. We talked about this last night on the program with Coach Pete, and – and he talked about how the Raptors are having a hard time, like, in a, in a half-court setting. And it's surprising them, but they really are. And they have to get out into the open court. But Boston's taking it away from them. Nick Nurse going to have to adjust a little bit, but I think he will. He sort of got a little rattled in game two as well. They all did. I think they get back on track. It's so reminiscent of the shot last year with Kawhi. And it's crazy because everyone sort of calls OG like uh, Kawhi Light and Kawhi Jr. He doesn't like it, but there's always the the comparison. So now he hits the the new shot uh, for the Raptors. You guys see this all the time, man. It reminds me of the Virginia Cavalier basketball team. Remember? They got every bounce. They nearly lost every game, but they ended up winning the championship. Four trades late, I continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. All right, now the... uh... Wisconsin uh, patrol are coming out in full force in our chat, big man. I got some some dudes like, screw you, Marenzi. You know, lakefront properties, live in your condo, you suck, or whatever. Like, I bet you that dude's not even from Milwaukee. Um, that's 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 saying this. And and you know, guys, and I see Muhammad and sh- shout out to Muhammad, regular listener and uh, viewer, a uh, great guy. But 
he's saying like he was surprised when I said we were me and Big Man are saying that African American players, guys, they it's not like they're lining up, bro, to play in Milwaukee or or Utah, man. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? And and certain cities and is the, the Green Bay Packers used to be the same way. Like Reggie White changed the Green Bay Packers. Like no free agent was ever signed with the Green Bay Packers. It was like, nah, it's not happening. I'm not living here. And um and Reggie White changed that culture of the Green Bay uh Packers. But it's it just it is, man. Like, you know, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron. It's like it's the cities, it's the weather. I you know, I've, I saw a poll, guys, of the most desirable places, NBA player polls. A great poll. I love polls like that, big man, where it was like straight talk. Where's your favorite straight, you know, what's the best strip club city? What's the best food city? What's the best this city? What's the best shopping city? Where would you play if, like, you know what I mean, this? And, like, what's, who's your favorite coach? And like, that type of stuff. It's an annual poll, and it was, like, most desirable places to play. And number one was Miami. Number two was the Lake, the late L.A., and number three and four, bro, was Phoenix in Atlanta, <laughs> right? So it goes to show the mindset of an NBA player. Like, cities do matter to them, right? Like, if you're Devin Booker, you think you're happier right now living in Phoenix or you would be happier on a Utah Jazz? Come on, bro. It's not even a debate. It's no insult to Utah. It's just and it just is what quick, it is. It's reality. The NBA is made up of mostly black players. And 24-7 Wall Street Gabe did a study – Okay, the worst city to live in in America for black Americans, Milwaukee. Sports Rage Late Night continues. At your rage. And listen, nothing wrong with Milwaukee. All right, fine city. Hey, I'm a Bills fan. I don't get offended when people say they don't want to play for the Bills. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.